Hi, and welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. Today, I'm talking to you about triggers. Does it ever feel like you're doing fine and you're having a really good day and maybe weeks, going weeks at a time and just really things are flowing in your eating and then bam, out of nowhere, you experience some type of food trigger. It might be a food that you see in your environment. Your partner might bring something home. You might come across cookies or candy in the break room at work and now your mind is focused on that food. And maybe you find yourself caught between trying to resist that food and feeling like, you know, what F it, I'm just going to go ahead and eat it. But in the back of your mind, you know, if you start eating, then it's going to lead to another one and another one. And maybe the rest of the night will be blown by a binge. Well, if this is something that you can relate to, I want you to check out today's episode where I'm talking about how to make empowering food choices no matter what is in your environment, no matter whether or not you have control over what's on your plate. So go ahead and take a listen and I'll catch you after the episode. Hello, everyone. I am so excited. This is the first um, live for this page. So thank you so much for being here. Hashtag replay. If you're catching me on the replay, thank you for being here. And if you do jump on live or if you are here now, please say hello and let me know that you're here. And today we're going to be talking about how to overcome triggers and eat healthy in any environment. And this is even if you're exhausted, even if you're feeling frazzled at the end of a long day, and no matter whether or not you have control over what's in front of you so that you can be making the most empowered choices um, for your eating, no matter what is going on in your surroundings and in your environment. So for anyone who's new to me, I am Rashonda Yates and I help women to break free from binge eating so that they can have peace and enjoy their eating for life. And so today what I'm going to talk to you about is how trying to avoid triggers might actually be causing you to stay trapped in them and what to do instead so that you can be in any situation and you don't have to be fearful of binge eating no matter what. So again, if you are here, say hello in the comments and let me know you're here. If you're catching the replay, hashtag replay. So if you're like most women who have suffered from binge eating for, say, 10 plus years like myself, and maybe you have 50 or more pounds to lose, um, you've probably tried managing your triggers at some point. You've probably tried things like, um, you know, trying to take a different route home from work so you can avoid a place that felt triggering to you or you may have tried to manage things like keeping certain foods out of your house and things like that. Um, and the problem with that is that, you know, triggers are everywhere, right? Like we can't actually get away from them because they're literally all over the place and literally anything can be a trigger. Triggers by definition as well are something that is outside of yourself. So think about like how much control do we really have over things that are outside of us, you know? And the truth is we really don't, we don't have any control over the things that are outside of us or we have very, very little control. 
And the control that we do have, it could literally be disrupted at any moment. And I think we all saw this in, you know, for the last few years. So control really is this illusion that we we really want to have because we want this sense of security, you know, it's a very human thing. So if you manage your eating choices by triggers, which are out of your control, which you don't really have any control over, then you'll be a prisoner to your environment. You know, and I mean, think about that for a moment. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, freedom is one of my highest values. And so when I think about, you know, the idea of being a prisoner to triggers, that really feels bad to me because, you know, I want to be free. So now if you're like most, you probably um, can resonate with, you know, freedom being one of your values. You can probably resonate with like feeling connected. And what you really want to be is to be able to freely enjoy the world, to be able to travel, to be able to enjoy your food, to be able to enjoy um, you know, interactions with other people and to be able to enjoy these things and be present in the moment without having actually a mental dialogue going on in your head about, you know, managing food. So you want to be able to be present and to enjoy the food, but without it being a mental drain. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And what I want, the point that I really want to drive home is that it's really, it's not a matter of avoiding triggers, all right? It's actually a matter of being immune to triggers. And I'm going to explain more what I mean by that as we go on. And you already know how immunity works in the body. You know, when we have immunity to something, it means that we have built up a tolerance to that thing. So if we're exposed to it, we're less likely to get sick than if we didn't have immunity, and, you know, it doesn't mean that you're 100% guaranteed to not get ill, but um, you can do things that help you to stay out of that illness. So you can do things like, you know, get proper nutrition, get rested daily, and manage your levels of stress and things like that, that help you to really have um, the ability to be exposed to different, you know, germs or viruses or whatever and have a less, be less likely to become ill. And that is all a part of immunity that all contributes to immunity. And it's really the same way with your triggers. Excuse me, that's my, my notes right here. So when you can be exposed to any circumstance, to any situation, to any environment, to any external trigger, without reacting on autopilot, that is when you have trigger immunity. And that is when you can start to have, um, you have the ability to make empowering choices that are aligned with your values no matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, no matter if you're exhausted at the end of the day, no matter if you haven't eaten for like 24 hours or, um, you know, have a, a spouse who says something cross to you. In all of these situations, you can, you know, you can feel um, your emotions. They might 
you know, you might have reactions to them, but you don't necessarily need to go into autopilot. And when you go, when you have triggered immunity, that's when you can be, um, you can make those empowering choices that are still in line with your values, even when those moments happen. So, oh, hey, Stacy, thanks for jumping on. Nice to see you. So this is something that I talk about in depth in pillar three, mastery of control within the embodiment method. What, what I want to do right now is I want to really break down um, three, four steps actually that you can take um, today that will help you to start building trigger immunity. All right. So step one is stop tracking your triggers and start tracking your reaction to triggers. So this may seem simplistic and it may even seem like semantics. Um, but when you take a closer look at it, you'll start to see that you're switching your focus from your external world to your internal world. And that means that you're in the driver's seat, no matter what's happening in your external circumstances. And I actually have a, a story about this. So when I was really trying to like avoid my triggers, so I, you know, this is one of the strategies that I tried in the past. And I remember specifically taking a different route home from work so that I wouldn't pass the chicken finger place um, on the way home from work. And because I thought that if I just don't see that chicken finger place and I won't pull over or it'll be so inconvenient, I won't have to, you know, I won't want to go and go out of my way and go back to that place. And I thought that if I just made it really inconvenient for me, then I wouldn't struggle. I wouldn't binge. I just like out of sight, out of mind. But what actually ended up happening was I knew that I was trying to avoid something. And so it made me obsess about it even more. And so if you look at this example, you know, the problem wasn't the chicken finger place. The problem was that I couldn't tolerate seeing the chicken finger place. And my brain kept focusing on the chicken finger place, you know, even as I was trying to avoid it. So the problem is tr with triggers is that we act, there's a concept in psychology called generalization. And we actually start to apply um, the state that we're in when we're triggered to many, many different situations, many different circumstances, or maybe not many, but multiple situations, multiple circumstances. So something could, you know, maybe something smells a certain way and boom, we're triggered or something looks like something in your past and boom, you're triggered. And so this generalization makes it very difficult to actually use the strategy of avoiding triggers because you know, any, like you never know what that generalization is going to apply to. So 
getting back to my notes here, when you switch your focus to noticing how you tend to be reactive, you can go straight to the root of the issue. So when I started really noticing in myself, which we're going to get to this a little bit um, later in the steps, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But when I started just noticing in myself, like what are the things that are happening in my physical body when I'm triggered and started tracking that instead, that is what started to give me the awareness to be able to make different choices. So I hope that makes sense. And if not, please let me know in the comments if you have any, you know, if I can clarify anything for you. So step one, stop tracking your triggers and start tracking your reactions to triggers. Step two, now that you have awareness, when you recognize that you feel reactive, acknowledge that you're reactive. And now this is huge, 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 because so many times when we are in that state of reactivity, we are instantly in the mode of we're on autopilot. So step one is going to help you to start to get out of that. But we start looking for solutions and we may not think that there are solutions, but we start to look for, let's fix this now, you know, and we never stop and acknowledge like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm having emotions right now, which is something I love to say to myself all the time. Um, I'll literally just say, oh, I'm having emotions. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I first started, that's not where I started. So it started off with like, sometimes I was angry. Sometimes I was pissed off. And, you know, sometimes I felt sad. Sometimes I felt lonely. Sometimes I just felt ashamed. It, you know, whatever it was, like I started off by naming the emotions based on whatever interpretation I was making in that moment. So as best you can acknowledge what is happening, just give yourself that acknowledgement in the moment. So that's step two. Step three, pay attention. All right. Um, this is such a, such a simple step, but it's really everything. And if you have been like following any of my work for any length of time, you can really see that the main theme throughout everything is pay attention, you know? And what I want you to pay attention to specifically is the qualities of the um the qualities in you that correspond to that reactive state. So for example, the physical sensations like tension, shortness of breath. Now, I want to stay with this for a moment before I go into a couple more examples, because this is one that um, chances are you may have some difficulty with this if you suffer from binge eating, because what we tend to do is we use the food to numb out our emotions. And so what I want you to think about is this analogy. If you go to the doctor and they ask you, like, what are your symptoms? What do you say? You say things like, I have a sore throat. You th I have, you know, my stomach aches. Um, I feel queasy. Um, whatever those physical sensations are that you're feeling, those are the things that you tell your doctor, right? Those are the things that are causing you discomfort and pain. Well, you may or may not realize this, but you will start to notice this as you put these into practice, that when we're actually triggered, we're, and when we're having, like, it's very similar to cravings and urges, we're actually having physical sensations that are happening in our body. And the thing is that when we start to actually 
pay attention to those physical sensations, they go away on their own. And so the third step is to pay attention so that you can fully be present to those physical sensations that are associated with being triggered. So um, there's a couple other things I wanted to mention, which is also pay attention to what attitudes like anger or apathy are you holding in that moment? Start to notice those things as well. Um, notice if you are in fight or flight or freeze. Notice if you're in any of those um, states. And all of that will be um, data for you to start to recognize, again, you're getting, you're gathering knowledge about yourself, about what is happening inside of me when I'm triggered. So step, step, that was step three and step four. So now you've, you've stopped tracking your triggers and you've started tracking yourself. Basically, that was step one. Step two is you start to recognize and acknowledge when you're in reactivity when you are triggered and you just acknowledge that you say okay i am triggered right now and you do it in a way that is non-judgmental step three pay attention notice what are the physical sensations that you're having that's really probably number one especially at the beginning and then beyond that notice like do i want to fight somebody? Am I trying to like escape? Do I want to just go and, you know, eat? I think I feel like a lot of times the binge eating is really about running. It's about uh, flight. Or do I want or am I just like shutting down? And then so that was step three. And step four is now that you have all of this data, choose. So now that you have awareness, you actually have taken back your power to choose. And it's 100% um, up to you now and, you know, how you respond to these triggers, how you respond to these situations. And that is what um, Viktor Frankl talks about in his book, Man's, Man's Search for Meaning. When he talked about everything can be, I'm reading it right now, the quote, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. And I have an extremely relevant example for you today. So due to a set of unforeseen and just uncontrollable circumstances, like this is so perfect because it's exactly what we've been talking about today. I was only able to eat like maybe a couple hundred calories for breakfast today and then didn't eat for until right up until right before I did this live. And it was totally out of my control. And I just had to go that whole day. And, you know, I, I've, I felt hangry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but here's the thing. In the past, I would have totally binged. You know, I would have totally just like been thinking things like, oh, well, I only had a couple calories for, um, for breakfast. So I can go crazy tonight. And, you know, I would have put myself in a position where I would have done something that felt not aligned with how I want to be treating myself. And then that would have set off a whole spiral. But instead, what I was able to do is like, I knew that I was really hungry. 
and that I, I couldn't eat yet. And I just really turned inward and was able to be with myself, acknowledge that really hung, hungry self, acknowledge that I was cranky and feeling a little irritable and a little bit off. I could acknowledge that and still maintain my power and um, stay in alignment with my values, which are freedom. You know, my highest values, again, are freedom and connection and health and well-being. So what I want to leave you with is just that, you know, choice that we can really choose even when we're in these moments that feel like they're they're happening to us in that moment. If we can go through these four steps, which is to just like turn inward and start noticing yourself in those moments, um, bring awareness to it, pay attention to it. And it's really just all about making space and time to pay attention to to yourself and to give yourself what you need. And yes, sometimes what what we need is to eat, which is, you know, my situation today, but I couldn't eat. And then there were times, you know, there are some like think about people who maybe are having a hard, a rough month and they don't have as much food or, you know, whatever it is. It's like being able to to separate um, to, I guess, hold opposites and be able to know that, yes, I need to eat. But to be able to still know that that doesn't mean I need to binge eat. That doesn't mean I need to make up for the past seven hours. Hopefully that makes sense. And, you know, um, I just want to say I'm just so excited about um, doing more lives. Um, if anything it has been useful for you here, please let me know. Or if there's anything that you want to hear more about Please let me know so that I can be planning for future lives because this is going to be a weekly thing. And if you'd like to dive deeper into mastery of self-control, which is one of the three pillars of the embodiment method, make sure that you comment below. You can comment coaching below or you can DM me and we can talk about um working together. I have actually three one-on-one spots available right now. So that's available to you as well. But thank you so much for checking out this live. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes so that we can reach more people with this important message of food freedom. Again, follow me at Rashonda Yates on Instagram and Facebook if you'd like to be a part of future lives and have your questions answered. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools 
over on Instagram. You can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.